This is The Extra Mile. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Extra Mile. I'm Caleb Spear along with... G5. The G5. It's good to be back together. Yes, yes, it's finally, finally back. Feels like I was gone and you were gone and... And we're back. Yeah, it's all ready to ro- rock and roll. Uh, purpose of our episode today, what what are we discussing today? We are talking about complaining. Mm. Complaining. Can right, right. It? We were, uh, a couple weeks ago when we had Brother Phil Robertson on, we were talking about how often we complain in our day-to-day lives and how much it's abhorred by God, actually. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah it is. It's bad. But I feel like... Our society is now, we've created this culture of complaining. It's like all we do. Oh, complain. yeah. I mean, this is do. complaining device here. Yeah. Yeah, get on there and complain. Hop onto Twitter and get at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about anything. Oh, yeah, about <laughs> anything. And it can take on different types of forms. But, oh, yeah. But, Com- yeah. Complaining. Yeah, and we talked about the idea of, like, the, the complaining fast. And turns out that's yep. pretty pretty difficult to, to do. Yeah, it is. I mean, I just took a record of... All my complaints today when I woke up bright and early, and it was quite a bit. It was quite a bit. I realized it was like a little experiment for me today. What complaints were you noticing? Uh, There was just some silly ones. There's some. Oh, you got it right here with you. Yeah, I keep my I keep this on me pretty much all the time. But decided to write it down. Let's see. There's around ten or so so far. Silly ones though. Uh, Too much to do, not enough time. Can't figure out what to do uh, with my sermon series. Uh. Oh, wish I didn't have to take a shower. It's too much time in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Friends have to end? Why don't they make sitcoms like they used to? George, Friends died in a burning plane crash. <laughs> it landed smoothly, and I didn't want it to, to go. I just wanted to stay in the air. So but naturally complain. Naturally, Now, yeah. on a, like... All that can turn serious. I'm trying to think of stuff I seriously... In the Christian life, you could seriously complain. We were talking about this recently when you drive home from Sunday morning church. Oh, yeah. You listen to the sermon, get in the car, car doors shut, boom. And Criticism time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, Caleb's, Caleb's slides were lacking, or the song leader gave a 2.0 sermon while they were up there, and I was like, come on. That's right. Couldn't try- hear George. He was just too George too quiet. Too quiet. <laughs> Nate went too long. I was trying to get to Cracker Barrel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you could, but um, seriously, though, like even, you know, what are you communi- if you got kids in the car, what are you communicating about that? Because mm-hmm, they're watching you. That's true. Even about more serious issues, perhaps something with the elders or whatnot, something's happening, and what are we communicating? Not just them, but then, you know, your day-to-day life at school, work, wherever you are in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. when you complain about everything, I mean, not too bright of a light, we're sticking out there to lost people. No, we're called to be a light, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when all we're doing is complaining, it really shows what we're thinking about, what's on our heart. It kind of, we see this in Philippians two fourteen: do everything without grumbling or arguing. There's this grumbling, arguing type Thing, almost a difference grumbling is this inward you know murmuring muttering this you know secret displeasure if you will yeah but then complaint is like that outward expression of that grumbling mm, good way to put it yeah now giving it the good old-fashioned google search complaining said 
or Google said complaining is something along the lines of expressing dissatisfaction or annoyance. I like that word, annoyance about something. And we so I feel by you all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're about <laughs> it's our roast off now. <laughs> George, you. <laughs> um, last time though with Phil, uh, we had brought up First Corinthians ten. We did. Where God, you know, punished people who were sexually immoral and idolaters. And then those who were grumbling, complaining. Yeah. Pretty big offenses, you think, yeah, you deserve that. And then complaining, and the mirror's not too far away. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's really not. I do like how the verse you brought up there in Philippians 2, though, uh, 14, when I'd done a sermon series recently in there, you keep reading, it says, do all things not grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless, innocent, children of God, in the middle of this crooked, twisted generation, among whom, we were just talking about this, you yep. shine as lights. lights in the world. Yeah. Really important to connect those two, especially, as you already mentioned already, with the complaining device, uh, social media. Um, mm-hmm. And the last year with COVID and all that stuff, we were talking this about this with Phil, too, where he'd mentioned, you know, Christians had the chance to look reasonable and confident in the Lord and to be kind and all these things. And some did, but I think overall the community wasn't that great, to be honest. The light wasn't very bright, was it? It kind of was I, dim. Yeah, I'd really have to a say. Little dim light bulb. Everyone was focused on what the other side, again, another topic for another side, what, what they were doing, rather than focusing on what we can mm. be doing positively. That's a good way of putting it, too. Yeah. yeah. And that those complaints can take different forms, right? We can complain about, I think we often did, about our fellow brothers and sisters, about other churches, and um, and we didn't, we didn't take the time to be a light, like you were saying. And, and that, that's just a broad brush. There are many people who yeah. were wonderful, and there's been lots of good stories. And even by Christians, that's more than those outside of our fellowship circles as well, too. Like, as a whole, Christendom, you know, was flat, including the, like, crazy, mm. you know, people doing crazy stuff, cursing COVID to go away or whatever, <laughs> and then, they, like, it was bad. But I, probably for any topic, such as complaining, is to ask, like you just said, what should we be doing and, you know, it makes you think of the fruit of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those are general blanketed kind of principles. Sure. But, I mean, the kind of style of grumbling and whining and fighting certainly does not fit any of those. Hmm. And so from just that alone, I mean, that ought to put us in a more proactive. Yeah, proactive yeah it should. It definitely should. I. They can come to a point where even... Even like your first world problems are complaints. Those are the easy ones, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I mean, when my Wi-Fi goes out, I'm like outraged. <laughs> the AC isn't working or something. <laughs> but our complaints can easily boil up into something much more where we hate people and and hatred, I guess. And then even, you know, we're dissatisfied or we hate God. In a sense. I think that, let's look at a few of these verses. I think that's the big kicker, is there yeah. is a proper way to set your complaints before God, right. and even others to some degree. Where the issues, like you said, is when it's geared you know, toward George, toward each other, and certainly geared toward God. Instead of complaining or bringing mm-hmm. your complaints to God, it's like about God or about other people right? and situations. Right. I, I think a great example would be, you know, the prophets and David is another good example. Um, it's not so much the complaints, but what we do with those complaints, right? Yeah. I mean, I just did a sermon where, you know, 
and what is it? First Samuel 22, David goes running off to the cave of, uh, how do you say it, Adullam, and he's up there, and pretty sure that's when Psalm 142 is written, and in verse 2 of Psalm 142, David said, I pour out my complaint before him, mm. God. It says, I tell my trouble before him. And the verse before that, he's talking about crying out and pleading to God. There, there's nothing wrong with, with that. I mean, there are lots of what you call psalms of lament. lament. I mean, there's a whole book out of lamentations that doesn't get a lot of attention either, where we can talk about our anger and confusion and sorrow and pain and loneliness and things like uh, things like that. That's not a problem because um, ultimately it's rooted in our love for God because we know God will be the God of all comfort right. toward us. I like what Joel uh, says in Joel 1. Verse 4, this is talking about some locusts. There's different types of locusts, but they're eating up the crop. It says, what the Gazma locusts left, the Abra locusts consumed. And what the Arab locusts left, the Yahoo locusts consumed. And, and what the yellow locusts consumed, the hazel locusts consumed. And so one locust consumes and leaves, and another locust comes and then consumes and then leaves. And before you know it, they have no crops. And now that's something to complain about because now they have nothing to eat, right? Yeah. Well, then you go over the chapter 2, and you look at verse 25, and it kind of repeats that same thing, where it says, I will make up for the years that the locust consumed and left, and the locust consumed and left, and the locust consumed and left, my great army that I sent against you. And this is key, verse 26, you will have plenty to eat, and your hunger will be fully satisfied. You will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has acted wonderfully on your behalf. Our hunger is satisfied because God is the one that gives us satisfaction. And mm. I think every time you see these prophets complain, they, you know, they're just pointing out the negative. Um, because there's negative things that happen in this world. And you're wondering, well, if I just bring out some negative things because my day was bad, how is how's it bad to com- complain about that or tell my wife about that or tell my friend about that and to let it out? But every time they go to God, they give their, plaints, their complaints to God and they fill that void, that negative negativity, you know, void in their heart with uh, God's hope. And uh, I think that's important. God is always involved. Yeah. The, the faithful complaints, <clears throat> God's always involved is a great way to put it. Because uh, per usual, I think complaining just becomes, you know, the heart issue in the sense of mm-hmm. that, um, how much am I doing it? Like we brought up the complaining fast. Like what's the focus of my life? Is it just to complain and whine about everything? Because obviously there's a genuine time to say, hey, like, you know, Joel, we got no food. That's a, that's a yeah. serious issue. Um, I think a, a good example of a bad example of a, of a bad one of complaining <laughs> would be the very, you know, beginning we see like with Adam and Eve. The famous verse in Genesis 3.12 where Adam says, speaking to God, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. Not only is he denying responsibility, but it's blaming God who gave me her and the woman at the same time. Those are things we're talking about. Blaming God, blaming people. Classic dudes. You go more toward the end of the Bible, uh, James 5, 9, here's a clear statement. Do not grumble against Mm -hmm. one another, brothers. And then here's the scary part. So that you may not be judged. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of a, it is a, it's a one for one. Um, who's another person? A good example? I mean, Job. Oh, I think he's probably one of the best examples. Uh, Old Testament for sure. 
he has a lot to complain about, doesn't he? I mean, if you could give anyone a hall pass for the right to complain, I feel like it would be Job. It would be Job. Yeah, yeah for, for real. Job would be the one where everything is getting taken away from him, uh, even important things, not just his belongings, but, like, his children. I mean, this is pain beyond what many of us have experienced. Um, you go to Job 120. Job arose after hearing all these horrible things, right? And he tears his robe, shaves his head. He fell on the ground. But his response is interesting because it says he worshipped. It was mm. interesting. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked I shall return. The Lord gave. The Lord's taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm. And all this, Job didn't sin or charge God with wrong. Right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise his name. I just had a psalm on that. And I think mm-hmm. it's so important if we're going to combat that complaining, we do it with praising. Um, and it goes right. back, God's involved. Yeah, you got to fill the void. If right, the, exactly. If it's just left empty, I mean, Jesus talked about this. You know, if it's just left empty, it, it will be filled with something else. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Uh, question is what? And there he's going to worship. In Job chapter 2, again, more horrible things happen. And his wife, do you still hold fast to your integrity? curse God and die. And what a statement that is. <laughs> um, but he says, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive good from God? And shall we not receive evil? Mm-hmm. Recognition of who he is versus who God is. But in all this, Job didn't sin with his lips. I think it's, I don't have it written down. I'm pretty sure it's Ephesians 4, 30 something that says, you know, be angry and sin not. You can be angry. I mean, Jesus was angry. Jesus was in the temple zeal for his father's house. Um, but, I mean, that means we can bring our complaints to God and our pain to God without sinning as well. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's exactly what Job did. I mean, he even got, like, a little frustrated sometimes with some of the disciples mm-hmm. um, and, and their attitude uh, toward him and, and his teaching and, and God. And, and uh, was it the sons of Zebedee? Should we re- just rain fire on them? Yeah. I mean, no. The Samaritans. <laughs> No, absolutely not. We're dealing with humans, and we're on this world, and there's going to be a lot of things to complain about. Uh, but I think at full circle, it goes back to you know, being a light. And if God's involved in our life, and then we'll be able to be that light. Yeah. A lot of this comes back to what do we long for. Uh, I mean, everything circles back and wraps up together in the Bible. Um, but back in James... This time, chapter 4, there's a situation amongst Jewish Christians in the area of Judea. And here's what it says. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Starting in James 4.1. Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire, you don't have. So you murder. I don't know if that's like actually killing each other. I hope not. It may be like what Jesus said, if you hate your brother, you murder in your heart. Mm. Uh, besides that, though, it says you covet, you cannot obtain. Okay, Coveting, that's in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Don't <laughs> covet. Uh, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Many in the prosperity Americanized gospel will stop right there. And say, oh, you don't have because you don't ask. That's right. So you ask for that Lamborghini or whatever. <laughs> and that's the message. Verse 3 is the key tied in with verse 1. The passions at war in verse 1. Verse 3, you ask, you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. 
Mm. Big, 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 big one. So, and that goes back to the heart of what do we deserve and what is God, who is God, and what should we be wanting in life? Guarantee you we're going to have a lot, a lot more complaining about each other and about life in general if it is not God-centered and oriented. Absolutely. Because it'll be our passions. I don't – look at your neighbor. Their house is nicer. Their car is nicer. I mean, what's your motivation, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's your motivation in life? Is it to be a light, to teach them about Jesus, to be Christ-like, or to have a better house than them? Keeping up with the Joneses. And even that, just the complaining complaining level we talked about with social media. People are like – it's scary to have a conversation with them, and you're like, nice, they're – they're in Team Jesus, to put it in, in layman terms. But then they go out there, and everything is just a fight to the death of complaints. And yeah. It's also easy, I find, that the complaint about yourself, that you're not enough, that you're not good enough, and um, and look down at yourself. You know, I wish, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I, you know, was better here. And... Uh, and we even complain sometimes. We we sin, we mess up, and we complain because, you know, we're not the person that we want to be. And that those complaints can often turn into regrets. And once they're regrets, then they they settle in and they really eat us from the inside out. But if you know, it goes it goes back to our motivation. How are we going to combat that complaining? Whether it be ourselves hatred for other people, a dissatisfaction in God, it's going to go to thanks, thankfulness. And uh, all, all this stems back to the cross. Right. I mean, like, it goes back, like you just, we presented flip sides of the culture, the entitlement side, and then the side, like you said, when, when we sin and we are angry with ourselves, you know, complain about ourselves. Either side, I go back to the cross, and there there's going to be a reminder and, and restoration um, if we're complaining, we think we're too hoity-toity about stuff, and like you said, first-world problems, or even thinking too much of ourselves, go back to the cross. That's right. Realize who you are, and realize who God is. You're not God. Humble yourself. And then the other side, the person who's, you know, depressed in certain ways, and when we're beating up on ourselves, again, I look back to the cross and see, look what God did for you. God loves you. God died for you. I mean, either way that we're on, if it's rooted in Christ, we should be brought back to our senses on either way. Yeah. I think what kind of ties it together is Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do in word, in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Mm. giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mm. And that right there sums it up. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. But our grumbling and complaining comes out in word and deed, but is our thankfulness for Jesus and his sacrifice coming out in our word and deed and then realizing through him everything that we have, that goes back to Colossians 1, the supremacy of God, it's all made by him and through him. You know, and thankfulness is going to squash or fill that void that we fill with complaining. Yeah, it is. And you think about how many times we're told to have a life that is full of the giving of thanks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet you if our, a lot of us, if we were just to sit down like you are with your book and not only count the complaints, but tally it up, mm-hmm. how many times am I complaining versus how many times am I saying, thank you, Lord? 
Um, it probably wouldn't be even. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And wasn't that your challenge for, for the end of this podcast? <laughs> it was. It was my challenge. Be aware of how many complaints you make. Just make it a little experiment like I did today. There was a lot. I told you the funny ones, the non-serious ones, but there's some serious ones on there that sometimes we got to check ourselves with. And then adjust. Um, take a look and try the next day to complain without, you know, complain fast, if you will. Yeah. And not to complain. Just, just All right. be aware of it. The challenge is on. See if you can do a 24-hour and that's a good idea. If you do the 24-hour complaining fast, be like George and write it down. You'll probably naturally, on accident, complain. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Write it down. See what's going write on. Write it down and then give thanks for something. Right. Yeah, fill it with something else. And then for the serious things, the serious complaints in life, when the trials hit, take it to God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like a smorgasbord. That's right. All kinds of scriptures. I hope you got something out of that. I enjoyed it. (laughs) I thought it was good. That was good, man. That was good. Hey, the Bible's always the way to go. Absolutely. So go give thanks and go so. All right. That's right. Are you satisfied or no? I'm satisfied with God, yes.